Church Online, you're most welcome. Whoever you are, whatever your story, you are welcome here. Hey Josh, how are you doing? Hello Leonie, I'm doing really good. good. I hope you are too. I'm great. We hope you guys are as well yeah. at home, however and wherever you're watching. We're back online. Yes. And we're in person too, don't forget. Yeah. So this week we're talking about how um, we can speak the word of God over our circumstances and very shortly we're going to get into today's message with pastors Wayne and Claire um, but I just want to share this thought so I've been reading the Torah the first five books of the Bible and you know what there's so much gold in there there's some crazy stories some crazy characters and some stuff that these days you just think what it just blows my yeah. mind tell us Josh what you think so the Israelites they're on this journey and they're heading towards the promised land the land that um that was promised to their ancestors Jacob and Isaac and Abraham yeah and um, they're going to possess this promised land yes. that has been promised to them and they're on the, they're on the outskirts of it but before they, they go into the promised land, they send scouts just to check it out. Mm. Um, and the scouts come back and they say, we saw giants there and we saw these high walls. And they're actually terrified. And it says in the book of Numbers, um, in chapter 13 and verse 33, that um, they seemed like grasshoppers in their own eyes and they looked the same to them so wow. we seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes and we looked the same to them so the message here here is that how do we view ourselves how do we see ourselves do yeah. we see ourselves as just mere grasshoppers yeah. because if we do we're gonna we're gonna seem the same to those to, to the people on the outside yeah. to our to the giants to our enemies but if we view ourselves as mighty men and yes. women warriors of the Most High God, mm -hmm. then that's how our enemies and those guys on the outside will see us. Yeah. So, so today's thought for you is how do you view yourself? How do you see yourselves? Is it as a, as a mere grasshopper yeah. or do you view yourself as a mighty warrior yeah. of God? And I suppose what it is as well, it's like, what do you believe? Do you believe that you are a child of God and that you are called and God has a purpose on your life and he's actually given you promises like he promised for them? He told them it was their land. Are you going to believe what God says or are you just going to believe what your eyes tell you? Amazing. So before we get into today's word, let's yeah. get into a time of worship. So prepare your hearts yes. and maybe you want to be mulling this over yeah. as we worship our most high God today. Okay. How do you view yourself and what do you believe? Yeah. 
enter into the presence of the Lord and um, go into the garden or the courtroom with God and it's in your mind's eye you know to spend time with God is so refreshing it's so important and it's just as important as hearing the word from God so let's cross over to Wayne and Claire now let's do it what have you got for us guys Hi everybody, have we got something important to share with you today? I'm really excited about this. We are. Hi everybody and just so happy that you've joined in again and in this August time it's holiday time mm. and people are enjoying time off but maybe you're coming in and you're listening um, when it's not a Sunday and we, we do. We've got something really important to say today. We have got so much. 
um, in life that sometimes, like the story of Jesus and Lazarus, sometimes things in our lives have died. And, and I think today is coming almost scratching and getting into the, like the final trigger. Mm. What is it that's the one thing that could actually bring life to dead situations? Yeah. So I'm really encouraged with this. It's going to be good today. Yes. You know, when often we find ourselves doing things repetitively and if I was perhaps to travel from home to go to church which is only seven miles from us and it was taking me 20 years to get there well we would like have a look mm. and think you know what there could be a problem Claire are you using the sat nav even are you <laughs> looking at the map maybe you need to look at new directions there's something that's well, not right you've got to be honest Claire the first 19 years was you getting ready and <laughs> being late so, so maybe it was just one year <laughs> but you, your point is correct mm. if it keeps on taking us so long to do a simple task there obviously is something wrong with our process there, isn't it it must be and <laughs> even if you look at the life of Edison. He's trying mm -hmm. to create this light bulb, isn't he? And he's doing experiment after experiment, trying Thousands to figure out what is the solution to create this light bulb. But he doesn't keep repeating the same experiment. No, he's he making changes. He does. He yeah. makes something new. Little adjustments that you can make and get a different result mm -hmm. and see how that's working. And I think that's what we can apply today in our lives. Yes, we are facing dead situations in our lives, but by making some little adjustments adjustments, mm -hmm. we can get breakthrough. Um, uh, let's go back to that story, Claire, and let's just go and have a think about it again. Here Jesus, hears Mary from Mary and Martha that Lazarus has died. Yeah. And he's there and he's late in coming to the funeral. In fact, he misses the funeral. Yes. And then he comes and he comes and says, bring me to the place of the dead. Mm -hmm. He goes to the tomb. And I think in society, that's something that we don't like doing. Mm -hmm. We do not like to go back to the dead thing. No, um, it might have been a dream. It could be a relationship, a, a business career, mm. uh, maybe in education, something in our lives has died and we tend to want to shun away from it. And if we keep on doing that, we'll never get different results. We need to face it head on. Yeah. And Jesus is moved with compassion. We see mm. quite a few times in the scripture, he's weeping, he's groaning within yeah. himself. He's not showing a lack of compassion. He is, his heart is mm. broken for the situation. He is, he's really upset. But, you know, he is he demonstrating to them and so. to us something that these takeaways in this whole passage of scripture that's showing us what do we do in this situation? It's not that mm. he's being cruel or, mm. and un, unemotional towards mm. the death, but he's saying, you know what, there is a way that we can deal with these things. Correct. You know, we know that some of you are going through a hard times. Some of you have been bereaved. And we, we've encountered hard times. All of us go through these seasons in our lives that are really hard. And we would love to just wrap each other up in cotton wool mm. and just pretend it never happened and just not face that death situation. But I believe Jesus is giving us an example here yes. of something, a secret that can actually bring life to some of these death situations. Mm. So the first thing that I wanted you to notice, he's, he turns to Mary and to Martha and says, move that stone. Mm. They, they were the ones grieving. That was so hard for Move that stone. You move the stone. You move it. It's so we, that was our week one that we spoke about is it's your move. That's and right. we have to sometimes have a look at ourselves and say, what do I need to put off? Mm. What is keeping that stone in place? What do I need to put off? And what do I need to put on? Yes. The second week that we had a look at, uh, Jesus goes one step further and he's, he lifts up his eyes to heaven mm. and he begins to pray. And he says mm. those words, Father, mm. 
Yes, amazing. And I just stop right there. Jesus has a relationship <laughs> with the Father. Mm-hmm. And he knew his Father. He had been, this wasn't the first time. This was not, oh, emergency, I've got to pray. Yeah. Oh my goodness, it's come down to that. We have to pray now. No, he had a relationship with his Father. He knew his Father was and the Father knew him. So we too, Galatians tells us, are in relationship. We have a Heavenly Father. We've been adopted into that family. Mm-hmm. We can pray from the same position like Jesus did, mm-hmm. out of relationship. Yes, he was teaching us, wasn't he? He's saying, you can pray out of a relationship. He also showed how he prayed out of a, a, a confidence. Mm. He, he was just so amazed. My father always hears me. Correct. Not always just once, hears me. Always hear me. And that's the confidence mm. that we can have. Then he prays out of such conviction. conviction. Mm. He knows why he's praying and it's going to bring glory to okay. God. My favorite verse in the Bible, 1 John chapter 5 and verse uh, 14 says, this is the confidence that we mm. have. Now it's talking about us, that we know that when we bring our prayers to the Father, he hears us. Yes. My goodness, that's just like Jesus. He hears me. I'm convinced and I know without a shadow of a doubt that when I pray, God the Father hears me. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness, and I'll have the petitions of which I ask. Oh, thank you for that. So when we pray, prayer is so powerful. Mm -hmm. But you know, we we, we see Jesus praying here, but then it goes one step further. We discussed last week and it was so powerful as we went back into the tabernacle, didn't we? Because Jesus said to them, well, actually, I am the resurrection and the life he was playing praying from a place of power and mm-hmm. we saw that how the power that we receive to pray is not in ourselves this right. this is not something we can do and in the temple we went and we followed the priest through and we saw how he would take the coals from the altar of sacrifice which would represent Jesus' death really mm-hmm. and he would take those coals and he would take them to the altar of incense incense representing our prayers for the incense the prayers to be ignited to be full of fire to be full of the spirit needed the coals of Mm. sacrifice that sacrifice though isn't our sacrifice it's all about jesus Mm -hmm. jesus was the one who died on the cross he's the one who was the perfect sacrifice and the holy spirit came because of the sacrifice from jesus and he adds to our prayer the bible tells us when we don't know how to pray the holy spirit will help us and join with us and take our prayers and Revelations chapter 8 verse 4 and 5 says the incense and the prayers come up before the Father together and the Holy Spirit brings mm. up our prayers. Mm. When I don't know what to pray, I can put the Holy Spirit fire into my mm. prayers and I know they come before His presence. That's right. Oh, so that's we, we've been going through this story really slowly. So we've talked about dead things and how we need to move that stone, mm. put off, put on. We need to come to these dead things again with prayer with relationship with confidence with conviction with the power of the spirit but then i want to go a little further into the story and we're taking it verse by verse but when jesus prays and we're back there where he's is perhaps you can think about it being in that tabernacle with the incense there were some instructions that was given to Mm -hmm. moses the incense was not just any old incense, Wayne. Special. It was a special incense. And we're going to have a look at that in Exodus 30. Exodus 30, verse 1. 
Exodus 30 verse 36 says, You must treat this incense as most holy. And in verse 9 it says, You shall not offer strange incense on it, or a burnt offering, or a grain offering, nor shall you pour a drink offering on it. There were so many different ingredients that were added, and the, the amount and everything, it had to be perfect. And I was wondering sometimes, you know, when we bring our prayers to God, do we add some funny things to it, some funny Additions. ingredients mm -hmm. that God is saying, you know what, that's not quite holy. You shouldn't be adding that into your prayer life. Now, Claire, we need to just quantify something, qualify this. We're not saying that you have to have the perfect prayer. No. We're not going to give you now today the perfect model for prayer. <laughs> and if you don't pray like this, your prayers just will not be heard. No, 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 no. You know what? The most heartfelt cry from the, your heart, God hears, and that is our prayer. But sometimes we can add mm. something, an attachment, an addendum, an appendix at the end of our prayers. And we can start to say and do things that will actually make our prayers null and void. Yeah. So we're not trying to get into legalistic way and say this mm. is the only way and to pray. And your prayers will fail if yes, you don't no, do this. no, not at all. But it's good for us to do a heart check. It's good for us yes. to look at ourselves and say, mm, am I missing the mark somewhere? And if you go back to the story now, Jesus has just prayed. He says, he just said these things and um, nothing's really happened. <laughs> Nothing. You're totally right. He lifts up his hands and he's, hey, Father, I know you hear me. I'm convinced you hear me. And nothing. nothing. But... Well, and this is you have to be really careful because we read the Bible, Wayne, in just sentence like this, yeah, really yeah. quick. Think about the timing and what's happening at the tomb. And here you've got mourners they actually. They scoffed. The, I can imagine they were hired to complain and moan and cry. <laughs> There's people standing there that was their job to do that. In that split second after Jesus prayed, mm. um, it could have gone like this. Jesus looks inside the tomb, stones rolled away, the light of Jesus in there. And he could have said, oh boy, it's, it's too bad. Mm. Lazarus is not coming out. The smell is so disgusting. He was my best friend, but I guess I just have to wait till I die and, and I'll see him on the other side. Maybe all the mourners were nudging each other, <laughs> sniggering. Yes. Like, like, yeah, right. This is going rolling their eyes. Mm. If, see if anything's going to happen. Mm -hmm. He's made a fool of himself today. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden the doubt comes in. Oh, Jesus might have turned around and said, oh, there's obviously not enough faith. Look at them. They're sniggering. Yes. With that kind of faith around here, who could erase anything from the dead? No one. Yes. You know. So what was Jesus's adding to, he didn't say anything. He didn't add any of that Nothing. sort of thing to our, his prayers. And we have to think, do we add stuff to our prayers? Do, mm. You know, we've prayed and we all experience the silence That's right. and nothing looks like it's happening. And what do we add? Do we say things like, well, my prayers never get answered. Mm. It always just goes from bad to worse. If something's going to go wrong, it's going to get even worse for me. Mm. Or Look how bad this infection is. Oh. You know, that, it's unhealable. No, that, that, this is a dead situation. I've oh. prayed for so-and-so and you know what? Right. It's probably going to die. Uncle Frank, he <laughs> had that condition and he yeah. died from that condition. And so we start speaking extra mm. words and addendment to our prayers. 
think we had just finished saying, Lord, would you please heal me? Or Lord, would you please do this? Amen. And then what do we do? We reach for a phone possibly and we start texting and oh, I'm not sure about this. If anything can go wrong, it will happen to me. Or if even if we are believing God to help us in terms of the medical yeah. system, that's and, and then you turn around and say, I never get favor from the doctors. You know, they, they'll probably never phone me. These are what we would say ingredients that we're adding to our prayers, which actually are unholy. When we say we're adding ingredients to our prayers, it's our speech. Mm. And James chapter 3, verse 5 to 8 talks a lot about our tongue. Oh, We've got to go and have a look at this. James 3, 5 to 8. In the same way, the tongue is a small thing that makes grand speeches, but a tiny spark can set a great forest on fire. And among all the parts of the body, the tongue is a flame of fire. It's a whole world of wickedness corrupting the entire body. It can set your whole life on fire, for it is set on fire by hell itself. People can tame all kinds of animals, birds, reptiles, and fish. But no one can tame the tongue. It is restless and evil and full of deadly poison. Wow, this tongue of ours has a really bad reputation. And this is what James is telling us. <laughs> the tongue is like an acceleration. Mm. Um, you know, whenever these an arsenal or fire breaks out, the fire department come and they look for the source of the fire. Mm. And they say, oh, that's, that spark there um, or that electrical short. That's what caused the fire. Mm. But then the next thing they look for is an accelerant. Something that caused the fire to spread rapidly. Mm -hmm. Maybe there was gas in the room or uh, too much oxygen or maybe there was a special uh, material that could burn very highly flammable and can burn very quick. What was accelerating? Our mouths are just like that. You know, Claire, mm -hmm. we have just prayed. Our, uh, uh, what we got here is our tongues that can spread uh, discord can unbelief and fear very very quickly when we start it takes with a little spark and it can just amplify it we've got to be so careful with the words that come out of our mouths and in matthew it tells us that actually god already knows our problem so you know sometimes we slip into this place of we do want prayer from other people, but we, we sort of cross a line mm -hmm. from where we we're not really praying anymore. Now we're just talking about the problem and not even praying for a solution. And Matthew says, you don't need to keep talking about the problem. Your heavenly father already knows the problem. Let's have a look at Matthew. For your father knows the things that you have need of before you ask him. Mm. Well, Claire, why bother praying? He already knows. If my father, I'm in a relationship, he already knows that I need this. So why bother asking? You see, I don't think it's so much that he's needing us to ask. He's asking us to use our mouth and make a faith declaration. Yes. And what would that faith declaration be? I think it's we need to say what we want and not what we have. Oh, I'm fantastic. I can tell you exactly what this problem we're so good at, uh, that's not working, this isn't. We love mm. to talk and repeat, what's the problem? In fact, it gets me so frustrated sometimes. We'll, on social media, people pray for me and will tell me all about it. And here we've got to lash out all the details. And you know, this happened and the doctor said this. And we go through a five-year history lesson of mm. what the problem was. We are only amplifying the problem. Mm. And the father knows the problem. He knows that already. <laughs> We're going to come out with the solution. We're yes. going to say, what do we want? So I get frustrated with people when we just put on praying hands. Stop. Do you actually stop and pray? Instead of just putting up praying hands and praying. No, would you actually stop and say, Heavenly Father, 
I'm in a relationship with my father. I thank you that you hear me and I'm coming to pray for Fred. And I pray for Fred right now. And I'm praying that your healing power would touch Fred right in that hospital room right now. You see, I'm praying Yes. With conviction. What you want. Yeah, what I want. Not, well, we Not what oh, we have. Yeah, you help him. He, you know, he's dying and he's sore toe and this. Yes. No, we're going to pray faith prayers. Mm. <laughs> but there was a pause, wasn't there? There was a pause before Jesus did anything. Well, we live in this place. Um, so many of you have prayed these prayers. We have prayed. We have called out to the Father. We've done it just right. We haven't added extra to our prayers. And you've just finished praying. You say, Amen. And then you wait. And it's this awkward silence. And everyone's looking around. And there's absolutely nothing. Sometimes you wait for days. Mm. Sometimes it's weeks. Months. Years. So, yeah. Some <laughs> people have been waiting for years in, a, in this awkward silence moment. Mm pause. I'm living, I've said amen, but I haven't received the answer. What do I do in this awkward time? Watch your mouth. This is a time where you're going to be so tempted to mm. watch our mouth. Mm. Silence. Jesus did not talk about the problem. And this is something that we see over and over in the Bible. Mm. We see God right from the very beginning, don't we, in Genesis. He spoke. He Mm. broke the silence with what he said he entered into this world looking at it it's black it's void it had no life and he decided to partner with the holy spirit that's right and what did he do he didn't oh you know it's so black it's so dark i'll never get light mm. it'll never we'll never get an earth he spoke and then he saw the light yeah you know he didn't just a partner with Holy Spirit, he partnered with us too. Yes. You know, he created the worlds and the heavens and the earth and everything, and then he created mankind and he put us on there, put us in dominion over it, and said, Now I want you to speak over it too and name the animals. But he's told us that we have dominion and authority over things and not God. He said That's that right. we have authority over the things. So God broke the silence. Yes. Another example where he broke the silence, Abram and Sarai, they were believing for a child mm. and, and they, she was barren. Very old. Very old. Way 99 years, 99 years <laughs> old and everything like that. Yes. And God speaks and he breaks the silence. He speaks and says, mm. I'm now calling you Abraham and yes. Sir Sarah, a father of a nation, a mother of a nation. And now I want you to partner with it. Mm. I've got something for you to do. They I want you speak it. it. Yes, they called each other by a new name and calling those things that be not as though they were. Yes. They were declaring with, against all hope, Wayne, That's that right. his word was going to come to pass and, and that they were going to have a son. And they did get a son. Hebrews 11 tells us, clearly that the things that are made are not made with the things that are seen. Mm. It's made with invisible things, our words, mm. our prayers. We've got to make sure we don't add rubbish stuff, mm. criticism, gossip, uh, um, bad, foul talk. Just stating Just the obvious. Stating the facts. <laughs> We've got to stay in a place of fact, in faith yes. and say what well, God's word. Again, I love what you said. You don't tell God what to do. No. He spoke to the situation, didn't That's he? That's right. And that look at Hebrews, Wayne, what it says there. Hebrews 11 verse 3 says, By faith we understand that the worlds were formed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were made of things that were invisible. The world was formed by words. Mm. It's so important 
God speaks and breaks the silence. Mm. But we see Jesus now breaking the silence. And he, he doesn't say the obvious. He starts to speak out and he says these incredible words there. Lazarus, come forth. <laughs> Lazarus, come out, come out. And that's not the only time he said it. No. Said. He spoke to a tree. A fig tree and it withered up and died. He spoke to the storms, the wind, the waves, and it stopped. He spoke to a dead boy and a dead girl. He said, rise up. Yes, and that boy them back to life. was lying in a coffin, Wayne, and he said, rise up. That's right. We need to break the silence in our world. When our prayers will feel like we're in a pause moment, mm -hmm. break the silence with a faith statement. Speak to that mountain, speak to that storm, speak mm -hmm. to that dead thing. And not telling God what to do, but telling the thing what God has already said. Yes, break the silence. Break the silence. <laughs> you will find another story, Wayne, in the Bible, in Ezekiel. And um, it, this kind of confirms for me when I read it, the, the scripture in James. It says, our tongue has this bad reputation. And you find it in Ezekiel 37. Son of man, these bones represent the people of Israel. They are saying, we have become old, dry bones, all hope is gone, our nation is finished. They were saying that, mm. and, and Ezekiel had just been shown a whole valley full of dry, disconnected bones representing Israel. But they were saying it. They were mm. saying their nation is finished and that it's old and it's done for. So this is what James was saying. Our mouths, our, what we speak is destructive. It's poisonous. But then he gives Ezekiel a way out of this, just the same way Jesus is demonstrating with Lazarus. God is asking Ezekiel to partner with him in the way he's going to speak to these dry, dead bones. Ezekiel 37, 4 says, Then God said to Ezekiel, Speak a prophetic message to these bones and say, Dry bones, listen to the word of the Lord. He's telling these bones, you need to come up, you need to live. And initially, you can see the bones are rattling and they're coming together and they look like skeletons and they're just standing there. So initially, when they, there's actually no life in them. And then Ezekiel gets told again by God, no, you can prophesy and speak again. In fact, the verse says to speak, to speak, to say. And this should be an encouragement to us because sometimes, yes, we have this silence where, where we've prayed. Mm. Then we see, oh, there's a little shift. There's a little change, but it's not quite the answer that we're looking for. But we need to continue to pray. Keep on speaking. Right. Keep on That's saying. Right. Uh, in the Old Testament, the children of Israel have come out of Egypt into the wilderness. And in Numbers 14, 28, they were moaning and complaining. And finally God said, as you have said, so be it unto you. Mm. You're going to start to get what you say. Yeah. Wow. But here we see Ezekiel. God says to him, prophesy. Mm. Speak the positive over the situation, not the negative. And not, you know, Claire, when he first said those words, dry bones, be connected. It must have been a wrestling. But if you read the original text, it actually says, continue speaking. Yes. It wasn't just a once-off. Mm -hmm. He had to keep on prophesying over him. Prophes yes. And as he prophesied, as you speak in the positive, you break that silence with the word of God. Mm -hmm. So the thing keeps on, keeps on. I want us to have a look at 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 12 through to 14. Oh, then death is working in us, 
but life in you. And since we have the same spirit of faith according to what he's written, I believe and therefore I spoke. Listen to this. We also believe and therefore we speak, knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise up us with Jesus and will present us with you. Okay. We have to mm-hmm. confess and speak what we believe what in. What we believe, yes. <laughs> you know, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm. If we are saying, oh, this will never happen to me. You know, this is typical. Anything bad, it always comes my way. You are getting what you mm. say. Those words are, are you're amplifying it. Mm. You're making them happen. You think about Abraham, we talked about earlier, Wayne, when he decided to speak his new name, it was because he believed it. Yes. This is what we... Do we believe the word and the promises that we get? Then we need to speak them. But Abram didn't just say it once. No. It had to be all over. Every evening, Sarah would call, Abraham, she's shouting at Father of a Nation, come for supper. But Ezekiel, even when he's praying, first prophesied to the bones, then he's saying, breath come into them so we can take it to another level. We, That's right. The Word of God, the promise of God, the Holy Spirit, life fill those, fill those situations. And we just keep on and on. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 23 says these words. Let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. Mm. Will we hold on? Will we carry on saying it over and over? I I don't care what the circumstances look like. I don't care about the dead situation. Yes, it looks dead. I do not have to understand or even know how it's going to happen. I have to believe God. Mm. And I'm saying, God said for me to do this, I'm going to believe it. I'm going to hold fast to that confession. You know, when every one of us stands at the tomb of a Lazarus, Mm. I don't care what it is, how big it is, how small it is, every one of us stands there. But we do get faced with the choice. We do. And Proverbs is quite clear on what the choice is. And it's in Proverbs 18 verse 21. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Okay, death and life. We have that choice. Mm -hmm. Remember I said that words are acceleration. Mm -hmm. We have a choice now. We can either take our words and allow the fire of hell to be on our lips Mm -hmm. And then we're promoting and amplifying, accelerating death. Or we can get the fire of heaven on our tongue and we can start to speak the fire of heaven, the Holy Spirit inspired words, and it will bring life. We have a choice set before us. What are we going to choose? We can say what we have or we can say what the word of God says we can have. And we can reverse what James, if James says that it can be fueled by poison and and it's like a loose fire Mm. then how much more of a life fire could we have if we were to put the right words in motion Wayne and so we can sit in silence Mm. or we can break the silence with the right ingredients with the word of God let's go back and hear what Jesus said when he said those words come on it's going to have a look because I think there's a little clue in the Greek language that we need to have a look at there is let's read it John 11, 43, 44 says, Now when he, Jesus, had said these things, he prayed, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Loud. He cried. He, he broke the silence, Wayne, with a loud, a mega, in the translation, mega, mega, like a yeah. megaphone voice, which is from a, like a loud megaphone. We're going to break the silence, but... Wayne, what do we break the silence with? We say like 
um, Ezekiel. Dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. It's not just any old word, is it? It, You need to be speaking the word of God. And there's a word for every situation. And even if you want to just use one as an example in Luke, 137 says, with God, nothing is impossible. He can fix things. Mm. He can bring things back to life. But will we put the right ingredients in our mouths? When we get born again and filled with the Holy Spirit and we speak in tongues, we get a new kind of tongue. We can speak in the Spirit, which Mm. is the perfect prayer to God. We don't really know what we're saying, but we know that we're speaking directly to God. But not just that, He transforms the way we speak. We can speak life. We can prophesy life to these situations rather than just prophesying death all the time. Adding the Holy Spirit fire Mm. to our prayers is so important. Come on, it's not just words, it's Holy Spirit inspired, filled with life words Mm. that are creative in their very design. Creative, exactly. Just like God in the beginning, God said, you are created in His image. So when you start speaking, (laughs) be Mm. careful what you're saying. (laughs) That's right. Zechariah chapter 9 and verse 12 says, Come back to the place of safety, all you prisoners who still have hope. I promise this very day that I will repay two blessings for every one of your troubles. Don't let go of your hope. Mm-hmm. It's not over no, it's until not. the fat lady has sung. Nope, I can't hear it. She hasn't sung yet. No. <laughs> Only when God <laughs> says it's finished is it's finished. I tell you what, I've got hope. We I need cling to, to yes. that hope and I say, do you know what? These dead situations can, can That disease in your body doesn't have a place there. It doesn't have to remain there. Yeah. That, that uh, career limitation that you're facing doesn't have to be permanent. No. That broken relationship with your family and your friends doesn't have to remain. Mm. God can work a miracle. Mm. We need to hold fast to that hope that we have. Do re-establish the hope. Yes, you've been through silence. Yes, it looks dead. Yes, it looks empty, but it's not because just re-establish the hope that Mm. what he promised, he said, what he promised that very day, he will repay two blessings for each of your troubles, double for what you've been through if you will trust him. Abraham had to do the same thing. In Romans it tells us. Let's read that. Contrary to hope, in hope he believed, so that he became the father of many nations, according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be. And not being weak in faith, he did not consider his own body already dead, since it was about a hundred years old, and the deadness of Sarah's womb. He didn't waver at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strengthened in faith, giving glory to God. And listen to this, especially being fully convinced that what he had promised, he was able to perform. Are you fully convinced? Will you come back to a place of hope? that he will perform his promises. Come on, Claire, let's pray. Let's do exactly that. Let's come before our heavenly Father. Mm. And we know he hears us. Yes. So let's break some silence. And so we break (laughs) the silence now and we ask the Holy Spirit Mm. to come in and inspire our prayers Mm. as we declare the word of God over our situation. Heavenly Father, thank you you for the privilege of coming right into your presence Mm. this morning. Thank you, Lord. I don't have to stand outside of the door and and beg to come in. I'm a family and you hear me. And I know that whenever I pray, you hear my prayers. 
I want to say thank you. Thank you, Lord. Holy Spirit, thank you that you inspire my prayers, that you give us utterance and you give us the right words and we prophesy in our prayers yes, over Lord. our situations, over those dead situations. Mm. We speak life speak. over those dead situations in our lives. Yes, Lord. We speak life into sickness. We speak life into career ends. We speak life into failed relationships. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord God. We do not have to understand and know how it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. We've got hope and we put our hope in you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Yes. As we go away and speak to those dead situations, speak to your Lazarus right. and tell them to come out and expect. Get your hope up and expect them to live. Break the silence. Awesome, awesome stuff. So let's go and put today's message into practice yes, this week and let's speak the word of God over our circumstances yeah. in all that we do this week. Father God, would we know your presence, would we sense that you are with us in all that we do, in every conversation that we have, yeah. in everything that we participate in, would we know that you are right there with us? And would you help us to speak your word into our circumstances Amen. this week yeah, in your mighty name. Yeah, and let's be expectant that God shows up when we speak out his word into our circumstances. Amen. Yeah. Have yourselves a great week. We'll see you next time. Bye.